Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a special crossover edition of Locked On Sabres and Locked On Rangers. Joe DiBiase here from Locked On Sabres. John Chick from Locked On Rangers. John, it's, uh, it's nice to talk to you on August 17th. I guess you might have been hoping this would have been uh, because of a done deal with Jack Eichel. But it's more because uh, we got nothing else to really talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's the uh, what I've been calling it on my show is the never ending staring contest between the Rangers and Sabres. I mean, this is a topic that I've basically been talking about on and off for more than a year now, I believe. And I'm sure you've been doing the same thing over there, Joe. You know, there's been all this speculation about is Jack Eichel going to be traded? Where is he going to be traded to? What's the return package going to look like? I mean, is there any update on your end, man? Is there any, uh, you know, indication yeah. as to how this this thing might play out here? I think the more time goes on, the more likely is the Sabres kind of want to sit on this and they kind of want to d- d- delay the process. But um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll touch more on that in just a second. But um, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. And for John, for Sabre fans, you want to follow him at JCheckCHIK17. Um, so yeah, like the, the really also the, the spark that I guess made me think all right it'd be a good time to do a crossover episode is this billboard that went up uh <laughs> yes, next yes. to the sabers arena by rangers fans and uh the blue shirts breakaway uh rangers blog um aren't trade requests a pain in the neck and it's a buffalo with what i think is supposed to be eichel's hair on top of it uh and then it says hashtag free jack um so i guess to continue on what i was talking about right before that We've been talking about this for a very long time. I'm not sure, though, the Rangers have really entered the conversation for Sabre fans. I almost feel like, I don't know how this sounds on your end, but Sabre fans, Sabre media, I always feel like they kind of dismiss the Rangers because the only trade package I think Sabre fans would want from the Rangers is maybe light years away from happening. Like, I think they want Alexis Lafreniere and I'm not even sure they're even, that's even near close. I mean, you have to, I think convince like Rangers writers and people in the know that even Capo Caco might be on the table. Um, So I don't know. How does that sound to you? How, what the Rangers, what they could offer and what would be realistic from their end. And also like who the guys are. Cause I think that's part of it too. I think Sabre fans and even me, for me too, like those second tier Ranger prospects that the Sabres would be interested in. I'm not sure they're guys that we've really heard a lot about. And maybe that's part of the reason why um, there can be that frustration when talking about the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I think from the Rangers perspective, the way that jury and the rest of the front office are kind of looking at this is that I don't think that they think that Buffalo really has a better option than whatever they might be offering them. And I know the Rangers are going to do everything they can to keep, uh, you know, you mentioned Alexi Lafreniere. I'm pretty sure he would be off the table. I talked about on my show the other day, and I'll get your opinion on this too, Joe. But, you know, you're trying to come up with a trade package. Like, okay, what would it take to get Jack Eichel? What would be fair? Is there a way to do this without including Lafreniere or Kako, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But the idea that I came up with is that if the Rangers were to 
let's say, give a little bit, budge a little bit on this whole thing and include Capo Caco in a trade package. And I'm not necessarily endorsing that one way or the other. But I do think that if the Rangers were to do that, were to include Capo Caco and any kind of uh, trade package for Jack Eichel, that that might get it done. I mean, if you're going to put on your GM hat for a second there, Joe, and, and kind of, uh, you know, look at the, the whole trade situation here. I mean, do you think that that is something that could get the deal done if the Rangers were to throw Capo Caco into a mix that might also include, you know, maybe like two prospects, uh, first round draft pick and Capo Caco? I mean, is that enough for Jack Eichel or do you think that? they could and, and should hold out for more than that. I think it would be on the fence at that point. Okay. I think okay. because if what we've heard is correct about what they're asking from for Vegas, what Minnesota has offered before they really hit a snag on which the amount of cap that would be going back both ways, I think Kako is maybe on par with some of these top prospects in the other organizations. And that's where I think, you know, th- this trade has always kind of been hard to make happen because there's also been reports out there that the Sabres want to send him West. And for an Eastern Conference team to get Eichel, you'd have to pay a premium. So right. is Kako two prospects and a first round pick? Is that paying a premium over top of what someone in the West might be offering? And I think I'm hesitant to believe that that's the case. I would guess that it's not. I would guess that a team like the Golden Knights with Peyton Krabs, who is their number one prospect, and Nicholas Haig, who's a good defensive prospect the Sabres have reportedly been asking for, uh, and their first-round picks. Like, I'm not sure that's better than the Ranger offer, but I think it's pretty close. The right. Ducks, I continue to believe that the Ducks in the wild have the most to offer. I think they have the best trade packages the Sabres could ask because Trevor Zegras has developed into one of the best prospects in the NHL. He hasn't played a lot. And maybe that's part of this. Maybe that's a part of it with Kako too. Like, I don't know. That's a question more for you. Does he rate with those elite prospects that have not played a lot in the NHL, like Trevor Zegras and Jamie Drysdale in Anaheim, like Matthew Boldy and, um, and Marco Rossi in Minnesota, these elite Peyton Krabs in Vegas, like these top level prospects, the Sabres are trying to get out of those Western conference teams. I don't know. How do you think Kako rates in comparison to guys like that? Because what's different about him is he's played over a hundred games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question that you pose there. And I think to your point, some of those prospects that you just mentioned, we haven't really seen a whole lot of them at the NHL. So it's possible that their trade value could be a little bit higher than Capo Kako's. I mean, to your point, you know, Capo Kako has played over a hundred games in the NHL and he's had his moments. And I think, over these first two seasons with the Rangers, he's gradually gotten better and better, become a more assertive player and somebody who looks like he could take a giant step forward this next season. But, you know, facts are facts. We have not seen Kako uh, perform like, you know, a dominant offensive player in the NHL, at least to this point. And I think you made another good point there, Joe, when it comes to, you know, the Sabres uh, potentially trading Eichel to either the Rangers or one of the teams out West. I think it's a situation where the Rangers, you know, if it's a tie between, say, them and the Knights, and the Sabres decide to pull the trigger on a trade, Uh, Jack Eichel is going to Vegas. He's not going to New York. I think the Rangers have to probably beat one of those teams for all the reasons that you just mentioned. You'd be trading him in state and also in conference. And I think if the Sabres want to move on from Jack Eichel, it's going to be a little bit messy. And I get the feeling they want to see as little of him as possible in the uh, years to come here because he's still under contract for another five years. I don't think that they want to get burnt a couple times a season. uh, You know, if they trade him like within the division or even within the conference, I think they want to, like I said, see as little of him as possible. So yeah, Yeah. it's it's a very interesting dynamic right now. There's no doubt about it. I I think 
there's probably from my vantage point, there's two paths to the Rangers acquiring Eichel. One of them seems to be off the table. That would be Lafreniere. I think if yeah. they, I've I've wondered about this. This I don't think it's almost a maybe a a dumb question to ask because I don't think there's any way either side would offer it. But I'm just wondering from your perspective, like if Eichel for Lafreniere straight up was on the table, like who says no to that? I mean, maybe in in real life both say no. Um, yeah. But, like, because that's, I think, what the Sabres are chasing. They're chasing that elite prospect. But it's always that plus other stuff. So that's what I started to wonder. Like, well, if they can't get the plus other stuff, would they rather have this volume of just a bunch of mishmash of prospects and picks on the right, on the side here? Or would they rather just go one for one, knowing that, I mean, like Lafreniere, he'd do well to be a 90-point player like Eichel is. But I don't know. Like, how does that trade sound to you? I personally would not do it, and it's it goes beyond just, you know, Eichel for Lafreniere straight up between, you know, just them as players. When you look at some of the uh, external factors, and I think this is where myself and other Ranger fans have a little bit of pause when it comes to trading for Jack Eichel, because you got to consider the fact that, you know, Alexi Lafreniere, he's just going into his second year in the league, so he's not making that much. Jack Eichel, you trade mm-hmm. for him, you're taking on a $10 million salary. Right. He's also got the issues with his neck, which I want to ask you about that uh, in due time here. And it also could kind of, you know, taking on that salary could kind of handcuff the Rangers in terms of other moves that they want to make, you know, somewhere down right. the road or their own guys that they need to be able to re-sign. So I think that's where a lot of the pause comes from. If it was just like Eichel for Lafreniere straight up and, you know, I didn't have to necessarily worry about any of those other factors, then, yeah, I definitely have something to think about there. Uh, but when you consider, you know, the salary and the neck issues, that's where, right. you know, I start to get a little bit nervous about the whole, the whole proposal. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. A word for Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Sabre games. You could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. Can I also ask you about the the neck injury? Because I, I got to get the whole story on what's going on there. All yeah. I know is, you know, with with, with the Sabers 
and Eichel, there's just a lot of back and forth. He wants to have the surgery. They don't want him to have the surgery. Just, just kind of give us the, uh, the rundown there if you can. So it's very, it's a very uh, tough situation to gauge because we don't really know one side of the story. Now we actually do know the other side though, because Eichel's team and his camp have in kind of in the last couple of weeks, I mean, really it was over a two, three day period had this campaign to kind of let everybody know what's up and like what their side of the story is. And essentially Eichel, both sides agree at this point, if you trust the Eichel people, which I would at this point, because the Sabres haven't come out and said that this is wrong, that both sides agree that there needs to be a surgical procedure. Um, Even though he's on the ice and he is skating, there were videos that were circulating from this past week that he's in Boston and he's on the ice. He's in a Sabre practice uniform, full equipment, um, not full contact by any means, but he's out there skating with other NHL players. So he's healthy enough to do that, but both sides appear to agree there needs to be a surgical procedure because he has a herniated disc in his neck and he could be one bad hit away from it. I mean, if his neck injury already wasn't serious an even more serious neck injury that could not just affect his playing career, but affect his life. So the disagreement seems to be in that the Sabres want Eichel to have a fusion surgery that basically is a rod that connects the disc below the the injured disc and the, the disc above it. So the, the two that sandwich it that are the two healthy discs. Um, the, the Eichel team and Eichel wants to have a artificial disc replacement surgery, which would literally take out the damaged disc and would put in an artificial one. Now, what we have so far is one side of the story. Again, we have Eichel's doctor that went on Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick's podcast in Canada, uh, 31 thoughts. And like, I'm gullible. And again, I've only heard one side, but I came away really convinced that Jack is just trying to do what's best for him long-term because the fusion surgery had like, I think the doctor said like a 30% resurgery rate like in a 10-year period and because Eichel is so young it is a guarantee that he will have to have another fusion surgery at some point in his life and also think about like the the nature of what you're doing you're putting a metal rod in his neck I mean that is not designed for Ben that is not designed really for movement like yes athletes have done it but I mean, that's something that can affect you later in life. And I think what Eichel is kind of been told by this doctor is that, well, the fusion surgery, like you might have trouble, you might have health problems long-term. Like when you're 60, 70 years old and you want to be playing with your grandkids, you know, like you might not be able to do it because you've had three fusion surgeries over time. Whereas the artificial disc replacement is designed for bend. It's designed for that movement. It's really designed, it sounds like, for sports it's designed for that and i think it's kind of been made out to be this experimental surgery and that's because it's never been operated it's never been done on a nhl player but i don't like the way that that's been labeled as an experimental surgery because it's been around for 25 years and Eichel's doctor went into detail about, well, it's been done on football players. It's been done on hockey players, just not at the NHL level, but at the minor league level. It's been done on UFC fighters who have come back to win titles. Um, 
It's been done on tons of other athletes, many people across two decades. So it's not like this surgery just showed up a couple of years ago and, and, um, and like, they're just like, wants to get it. So that is the long form answer of what the, the dilemma is right now between the Sabres and Eichel. I'm still at a ground level for, I'm pretty ignorant on terms of like what medical arbitration processes look like. Um, if the, he remains on the Sabres at some point, but I guess the overall here is he needs a surgical procedure. I think if he gets what he wants, it sounds like it's a four to six week timetable for return. So he should be able to play given once the injury, the surgery situation is resolved. He should be able to play pretty soon on after that. Here's the thing though. I don't think Eichel goes to a team unless they let him have the surgery he wants. I think once a guy like that has been told this surgery, the fusion could give you long-term health effects that are going to be very negative for you. And this surgery is not going to have that. And you're not going to have to have a second surgery. I don't think Eichel budges off that. I think once it becomes my long-term health versus uh, uh, what, what happens in the next two months, I think he, I don't think he will have the fusion surgery. That's how it reads to me. So if a team like the Rangers were acquiring him, I think they'd have to know that if we're acquiring him, we have to let him have the surgery he wants. And you can make a, make that what you want of it. But um, again, that's long form of kind of what's going on, but that seems to be uh, what, what the whole surgery uh, situation looks like. I know that was a lot. I just threw at you. <laughs> no, no, it's good, man. It's good that you were thorough. And I feel like I probably have a better understanding of that now. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have a better understanding now. I mean, I'm no doctor or anything like that, but you know, anytime you're dealing with a neck injury, it, it's definitely serious stuff. Right. And, um, just kind I, of needed, I probably should have threw in two or three times, by the way, what you just said that I'm not a doctor and yeah. <laughs> all of this is coming secondhand. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think we have too many doctors among the uh, locked on NHL hosts. Here. No. I could be wrong. Maybe there's one or two in there, but I, no, I, 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 don't I haven't think... any yet. That is part one of our Locked On Sabres, Locked On Rangers crossover going over a potential Jack Eichel trade. If you want to hear the rest of that interview and the rest of that conversation, come back for our following episode here on the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.